people watching the coverage, you hear a lot about, um, and you mentioned it, the community aspect. Talk about just, you know, what that means to, to you guys and, and sort of, you know, the, the driving force of that behind everything you've been doing. It was pretty amazing to see. I mean, as tragic as everything was, but uh, most people would say the, the 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 coolest thing, the most beautiful thing that happened out of all of this is just to see how fast the community kind of just stood up and just, you know, they, no, no one is even thinking about anything they're just doing. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. We uh, were humbled and honored recently to have a couple members of the Nationwide Marketing Group team down in uh, Kahului, Hawaii, on the island of Maui for a packing event, a meal packing and uh, you know a, a supply kit packing event uh, supported by No Child Hungry, but for the Homai Appliance team, a, a member of Nationwide Marketing Group. Um, as you know, you know if you've been following the news and, and seeing what's been going on in Hawaii, the, obviously the wildfires that uh, have since you know been contained and and brought under control, but a lot of devastation down there uh, in Hawaii. And of course, we have you know as a, a nationwide marketing group uh, of independent retailers, coast to coast, and you know in all fifty states, Hawaii being one of them. Uh, some members down there that you know were impacted by the events and and what took place, and you know to see that community come together. I mean, we talk about local communities all the time, but uh, down there in those islands, it, it is. You know, community is is the word. Uh, they they live there, they work there, um, and you know to see them come together and you know respond the way they have is just uh, inspiring. And you know the the team at Hamai Appliance, um, you know, a big part of some of those give back efforts that are going on. And uh, honored this week to have H- Bryant Hamai, uh, president of Hamai Appliance, uh, on the podcast to talk about you know business. Of course, you know we want to dive into. Learning about what life is like, you know, on on the islands and trying to run an independent retail uh, business there in Hawaii, but also, um, you know, how things have been since the the wildfires and, you know, what they've been doing to not only you know get get the business you know going and and keep it going, but to give back again to that community of people that are there with them, uh, their neighbors, their uh, friends and family, and and just um, you know try to lift them up you know, as as they continue to go through what they're going through. So. That's what we got here. Uh, Brian talk, coming on to talk about you know everything that they've been doing and um, just a, a humbling conversation for for this podcaster. So uh, one that you know I'm excited to be able to share with you and uh, give you kind of a glimpse of what's going on down there in Hawaii. So this is Brian Hamai of Hamai Appliance here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast, and uh, real pleased today. Um, we got an awesome one on tap, and um, you know, just to, to have you guys on, Mr. Bryant Hamai uh, out there, and uh, representing Hamai Appliance, president of Hamai Appliance uh, in Kahului, Hawaii, on the, the island of Maui. Appreciate you. I'm sitting here. It's the afternoon. I, well, you're like six hours back. Is that right? Yeah, we're about six hours. So it's nine o'clock. It's, uh, my right. day is just starting, and I know your day is almost... Just about end. <laughs> no, I, so, I used to be. I used to be on the other end of the spectrum. Previous stop uh, for me, I was working with uh, a bunch of Germans, uh, German companies. So like I, we were. It was nine a.m. here. It's exact six six hours the other way. So uh, they're yeah. they're in. They're, it's like bedtime for them right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's a little bit of a challenge, you know, for us. You know, especially we do the we go to prime time, and you know, sometimes you know, there's quite a bit of a difference, and there's early morning meetings. 
So in my head, you know, it's usually I'm starting maybe four, four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, Hawaii time when I'm there. Yeah. But so you know, it's always fun. Do you do the um like the red eyes to get it? How do you get adjusted? Do you do red eyes and then try to like power through it, or what's the? Th- what's yeah, the you know, um, I well, I don't do good with red eyes. <laughs> But uh, I don't know that, just seems be, that just seems to be the route that, that works the most convenient. So I don't waste the day, but um, that first day I'm always struggling and, you know, I, um, I'm, I'm sipping on coffee throughout the meetings and trying to stay awake and uh, yeah, so it's always fun. No, that's awesome. Well, Hey, I appreciate you having the time and, and coming on and, um, you know, look forward to diving into this a lot to talk about today, but um, you know, just first of all, appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. It's been here. Yeah. So share a little about, uh, about, you know, your background and path into the retail business. I was, you know, Putzing around the uh, the Hamai Appliance website, you guys got an awesome story. 1969 was when the business yep. was founded, right? So uh, yep, a story history. But um, tell mm-hmm. us about your path into into the family business. Yeah, well, um, I mean, like you said, you know, our, our store started in 1969. So even as as a child, um, you know, um, myself, a lot of my family members, our cousins, we've always been around the store. Uh, we've always been, you know, semi-involved, you know, not really in, in the daily operations, but um, from time to time. And, um, you know, we, we pop in here, try to help out when we can. But, um, you know, we we used to have this uh, event called our private sale. So that was an opportunity um, where the the young ones, myself, my cousins would come in and we'd help out with the um, with the sales. And back then we were pretty heavily uh, in the electronics. We dealt a lot with uh, Panasonic. Um, techniques. So we had, you know, a lot of CD players, Walkman, stereos, and, and things like that, which we don't do anymore. But um, with with those types of uh, products, you know, we would come in and they would trust us selling during the private sale. So it was always a fun event. We, we you know, we, we make it a lot of fun and, you know, take tallies about how many sales we could make and make it like a small competition between the cousins and um, from what I remember, I think I think I would usually come out the highest salesperson. <laughs> Makes sense for where you're at today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it was always fun. So that's how we were kind of involved in the beginning. And um, as as we grew, you know, we we, we would um, dive a little bit more and help out with deliveries here and there. And um, but my my move back to Maui happened in uh, 2012. I was uh, previously living in the Bay Area. I was in uh, business banking and some investment banking. And, um, my, my dad, um, was kind of thinking about trying to scale back a little bit and he was thinking about his retirement. So that's where the succession plan kind of, kind of came into play. And, uh, Nationwide did a good job about, I think, with the helping with the planning of that. But, um, it was either sell the business or, you know, pass it on. And that's something that, you know, we, we definitely did not want that to happen. So we wanted to try our best to continue the business and going on. So right now it's myself and my cousin, Kelly E. Um, are running the store right now. No, that's awesome. I, I love asking this of, you know, multi-generation owners. We obviously run into a lot of them at Nationwide. And, um, you know, is it something, did you have a feeling, obviously you spent time away from from the island, but like, did you have a feeling you'd be back in the business or was was there ever, you know, was it a calling or did you feel pressure? Like what what was the, the feeling for you, you know, getting back into the family business? Yeah, you know, to, to be honest with you, um, I, I'm not sure if I if I envisioned um, coming back to to kind of run the business. Um, you know, I, I was I, I enjoyed being in the Bay Area. Um, had a lot of good friends out there, and after graduating college, I kind of just stuck around there. You know, I I think in the long run, I, I did want to make a move back to Maui one way or another. Um, the it the timing kind of just happened a little bit earlier than um, than anticipated. I, I imagine more so closer towards the retirement age. 
coming back and settling down. But Hawaii is a great area. Maui is a safe place to uh, to raise a family. So um, at the time, my wife and I we we made the decision that we thought it was a it was a good move to to come back here and get involved with the business, learn it, and learn from my dad, who has taught me um, so much over the years. And you know yeah. he's he's uh, he's been doing it from pretty much from day one. So have that opportunity for me to come back and learn from my dad. You know that has been um, that's been great. What well, unique opportunity? I didn't plan on asking this, but you mentioned the succession planning. I, you know, that's a new um, newer, I should say. You know, it's always been around as kind of something that that uh, has been done here at Nationwide, but really with Mister Bellows and kind of putting an emphasis on it. Talk about uh, what it was like to go through that. Um. Well, you know that that that, that might be uh, more of a question for for my dad. Yeah. Um, you know, if he was, <laughs> but but I'm sure you know it's a it's a complicated thing. Um, but, um, you know, passing it on from, from whatever, from one generation to another. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of things because my dad has always been so involved. So I think it's, um, it, it must be, it must be difficult, you know, to try to pass that on (laughs) and, you know, um, accept change, um, I think can, can, can be different, you know, business now is a lot different than it was uh, back then. I can imagine, you know, with the new technologies and whatnot. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it, it, I'm sure there's some complications in the back end, but overall, you know, I think Krim just having the confidence and um, I feel like he was confident in, in myself and my cousins and the rest of my family, you know, to, to teach us, to teach us well as best as he could. And, you know, we can, you know, kind of thrive off of that and implement yeah. our new strategies and practices. Well, from your seat too, I think the idea of being able to go through it and not, you know, force your, be forced into a situation like that, right? Like, having to make a decision yeah. um, has to be com- yeah. you know, comforting for you to, to know that that was an easy transit. Well, easy ish transition, I'm sure. But also, yeah. you know, knowing that he's there and, and can tap into him to your point from earlier about, uh, you know, Absolutely. his kind of institutional knowledge of, of how things have been done. Definitely. Yeah. And, and he, he never really made it a point where I was, I felt forced, you know, he, he brought it up uh, years before I even made the decision to come back where, um, you know, he asked, what our thoughts were. And at that time, like I was telling you that, you know, m- maybe not now, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. And I think he kind of felt that I wasn't interested at the moment and um, to be given that opportunity later, fast forward four or five years after he made that offer, you know, um, to come back and to have that opportunity to learn the business and still be able to uh, come on in and, and then run the company. It's been very grateful and very lucky, you know, and um, yeah. the company has been doing well and hopefully we can, continue to grow it and you know yeah, yeah. what 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 is uh when a customer walks in what's Hamaya's appliance like today what do they see what's the experience like well you know um i i think a lot of it as far as the um the core root of Hamaya appliance i think that still remains we're still a small business um still a small island so you know word of mouth travels a long way and we've always been um involved with the community so um customer service has always been a big emphasis with us um uh, another part is our servicing. So the repair side too has always been a very um, important part of our business. To me, it's our big competitive advantage over the box stores and servicing in general is, is always been difficult on Maui. So, um, for us to offer that, you know, um, the brands that we sell, we feel like it needs to be serviceable. Um, and we're always trying to put a focus on the training for the repair. Yeah. Um, but, um, as far as the business itself, it goes, uh, now it's, uh, it's a little bit different. Like I was telling you that, you know, Previously, we were heavily in the electronics. And as that kind of phased out, we were really on GE and Maytag. Mm-hmm. And as things involve, um, Sub-Zero and Wolf was one of the first um, luxury lines that we decided to bring in. 
And um, that was a kind of a big jump. So I was talking with my dad about that. And, you know, he was saying that, you know, it was, it was so different than what we were normally used to selling. You know, he's selling a $700 refrigerator. And now we're selling probably at the time, $12,000 fridge. I'm not, right. you know, yeah. what it was at the time. So that's a drastic shift in, in, in the business. But um, now we do have a lot heavier focus on the, uh, on the luxury side. Um, we put in a few more luxury appliance displays with live cooking so we can do a little bit more demonstrations and um, have a little bit more focus on um, our relationships with contractors, um, property managers, and things yeah. like that. So um, I think that has been helpful, the the change to focus a little bit more on the high end. No, that's awesome. And you talk about kind of the shifting in-store experience, too. I, that That's, I imagine, it, even aside from just the <clears throat> the products offered, just sort of how you set things up and um, kind of want that customer to engage when they walk in the store. That's obviously evolved as well over time. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with, um, the different technologies, of course, a lot of them, you know, the use of, um, iPad yeah. or, um, you know, we now we use digital tag. So I think just, there's a lot of little things operationally that, um, that have kind of changed, um, to, to, I guess, to enhance the customer experience. Yeah. How I I'm intrigued, right? So I, I'm obviously sitting East coast, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philly. You're, you're on an island. So what? how is business, to, like, are there a lot of challenges that are different that, you know, a retailer in Pennsylvania might not have to think about that, some, you know, on the mainland as opposed to working in Maui? Sure. You, you yeah. Do? Yeah. Well, um, you know, you have to consider we're on an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So <laughs> I can't different. order something. <laughs> I can't order something and get it later on this week, you know. And then um, so, of course, there's the, the freight factor, which is not only just the, the extended timing. For our ordering um but it's also the additional cost um cost for freight is, is is ridiculous and i think a lot of dealers don't realize yeah you know the cost of shipping and um you know we some of the vendors that we talked to um even at nationwide at first though said oh yeah well no problem Pre- prepaid freight it's, it's not a problem and then they realize oh wait, wait, wait we oh. have to ship up to where and it costs how much you say yeah. okay we'll, we'll, we'll prepay it to your freight forwarder and then you can take care of that so um you know, if, if there's a free uh, prepaid shipping all the way to Hawaii program that we can implement, <laughs> I think that'll be beneficial to us and some of the other Hawaii dealers. We we, we can put that in uh you know in the in the notes for everybody to look at. But um but yeah, the the freight timing um yeah. it's it's literally we're we're pre planning about a month ahead wow. from the time an order goes in. So a lot of it is really just kind of um kind of gauging um what what we need in the future, and sometimes we over order in a specific model. Yeah. Um, sometimes we under order, but it's just a lot of planning. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, and, and I imagine too, that's got a impact. Well, you mentioned all the partnerships, right? With designers, develop like, um, home builders and stuff, you know, they, they have the same issues I imagine getting product as well. So it, it's kind of, is it something everyone deals with? Uh, yeah. Every, every, everybody in Hawaii. Um, yeah. and then, you know, we, we deal with shipping delays and, you know, um, I, I think everybody, even in the mainland has to deal with, with, with product delivery, uh, right. product delays, but with the shipping delays, you know, there could be backups at the port, um, you know, just, um, limited containers. That's something that we're seeing right now. There's such a big influx of, of shipments that are coming in to help out with what recently happened in, in Maui with all of right. the fires that there's limited chassis, limited drivers, limited containers. So, um, on top of our waiting for four weeks for our products, it's stuck at the docks and we can't even get it here when it's only like a mile away. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. but so what, I mean, other business challenges that, that are they, what a retailer would expect? Um, 
No, other uh, other than the, uh, the 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 shipping challenges, um, I, I think that's the biggest thing for to being out in Hawaii with the additional cost for for the freight. Um, hard to compete with some of the big box stores uh, yeah. because you know they're 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 able to market down so much, and I think they don't have to worry about the freight as much as a smaller retailer like us. No, it makes sense. I, how about you know we hear obviously a lot about um, you know t- talent retention and, and recruitment things like that. Is that also you know a challenge where you are? Yeah, um, it is definitely a challenge. Um, I'm not sure if it's more of a challenge here than it is anywhere else, but um, yeah, I would say that that's probably one of the the biggest challenges that we've had over over the years. You know, um, keeping the good people. Um, ever since COVID and everything, a lot of yeah. people are paying more, and they're you know construction companies and warehouses. They're they're paying quite a bit more that you know we we can't unfortunately compete with that. So, um. That's, I think, the, the the biggest struggle that we have. You mentioned COVID. Did that now? Obviously, you know, the world shuts down. Did that impact? Was the impact still heavy for Hawaii? Yeah, it 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 was, um, and I think this would probably be consistent with most other dealers. So there there was a period where we were very slow, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the first two or three weeks. But um, you know, Hawaii was was pretty much shut down, where they weren't allowing people to come in for for a period of time. I can't remember how long it was, but. While this is happening, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the vacation rentals, right? The the owners who are living in the mainland, you know, are, are realizing, hey, I mean, we're not going to have anybody coming in maybe for, who knows, six eight months. So that remodel that we've been thinking about, maybe now's the time to do it. So the contractors were extremely busy. Of course, that led to us being busy, and I think that's kind of similar to what um, a lot of the other retailers were experiencing too. Yeah. So it was slow, and then it just ramped up and. Um, you know, warehouse issues where, where we're having problems storing everybody's stuff. Some of the projects were delayed and kind of similar to the, the issues that we're having now due to fires. Right, right. I, well, yeah. I, I, it's almost, I feel like you don't want to say those aside <laughs> right now, but what, how is business, you know, today? Um, you know, right now it's, it's a little bit slower than, than the previous uh, couple years. I think that's pretty consistent, but um we we are seeing some um, some new things happening um, due to the all of the homes that were lost. They're putting yeah. up new temporary developments um, that I think we're going to be a part of, and we're we're trying our best to do. But um, as as far as the the challenges, of course, that we're seeing is um, there were there were projects that were in the middle of it where they they they, they might have lost their homes. Right. So now the product is stuck here, and you know we're not going to. We're not going to give them, we, we have special order policies where they're non-refundable, but we're not going <laughs> to stick with that if they lost right. their home, right? So we're being real flexible about that, but there's product uh, project delays. So there's additional products that are just kind of sitting in our warehouse that are getting backed up. And right. um, that's been kind of the, the the biggest challenge that we've seen as a result of the of the fires, well, just backed up warehouses and overflow. Well, walk us through these past few weeks, because uh, I mean, it, it's, you know, everyone, I think it, you know, unless you were under some rock somewhere, uh, hadn't heard about the, the fire wildfires in Hawaii. So, I mean, you being there, just walk us through what, um, you know, what those weeks were like while it was going on, you know, how I, you know, what was it like running the business, all that sort of stuff kind of let you take yeah, the floor. Well, yeah. It's, um, well, it was real, real dramatic and, you know, mentally exhausting. It was just traumatic just to see everything that's happening. Of course, everyone sees it on social media, but, as time progressed, you know, we, we start hearing more and more from friends and family, yeah. from customers who had firsthand experience of seeing some, some things. And, you know, a lot of it was pretty graphic and, um, you know, but, um, as far as from the business side, you know, we were, we were trying 
the, the best that we could do to try to help out in one way or another. If, if people needed, you know, additional refrigeration because maybe they were staying with a friend. Right. Um, we, we were trying to connect with a lot of our vendors um, and we're fortunate that um, Tim and Serta um, helped us out uh, by donating about a hundred beds. Wow. Um, um, Protect a bed also donated about a hundred mattress covers. So we were kind of just um, distributing these to the families that were in need um, that maybe a lot of families were just taking in additional people and they might not have had adequate places to sleep. They're sleeping on garage floors. So, um, you know, I think, I think everybody, and that's kind of consistent with the entire community that they were just right. going to help out in one way or another, whatever, whatever, you know, um, whatever things that you can do to help and just leverage your, your partners and just try to help out. But there were so much things that were happening. And I think that was just natural for us to try to reach out and see what we could do, you yeah. know, if, if we could do anything, you know? What So for someone that not familiar, um, you know, set the kind of the, the, perspective of where you was your business ever at risk of being caught up in the wildfire like how far away is Hamai's from from what was going on we we were our store was was pretty safe um um i there there, there are two fires and yeah. a lot of people don't know that there was Lahaina fires and there were also Kula fires mm-hmm. um i live in Kula and also my mm-hmm. cousin Kili'i lives in in Kula and uh, we were both forced to evacuate so um so that night um I, I came down here with my family and uh, my dad and my mom, and we actually slept at we slept at the store. <laughs> so we have, you know, we have um, I don't know, twelve mattresses right. that are that are set up in our showroom floor, and we also were helping out another family friend. So that was another four people. So wow. all of us came down to sleep at the store. You know, we got showers, we got you know electricity, so that was fine. But um, luckily, the store was safe um, from harm's way. You know, it's it, it's uh, pretty far from where the fires were, and. Um, but our homes were pretty close. So the fire got about within about a mile wow. of, um, of where my house was. Um, but luckily, um, our homes were safe. I, and obviously, I think, too, you, people watching the coverage, you hear a lot about, um, and you mentioned it, the community aspect. Talk about just, you know, what that means to, to you guys and, and sort of, you know, the, the driving force of that behind everything you've been doing. Yeah, well, it's, um, it, it was pretty amazing to see. I mean, as tragic as everything was, but the I think most people would say the, the 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 coolest thing, the most beautiful thing that happened out of all of this is just to see how fast the community kind of just stood up and just, you know, they, no, no one is even thinking about anything they're just doing. So reaching out, I mean, people were driving boats around around the fire area to drop off supplies. Uh, neighboring islands were driving boats over and just rallying up whatever supplies that you had that you could help. People were trying to make an effort just to see whatever they could do. That was really nice to see. And it's still continuing. You know, a lot yeah. of the Local chefs are, are are preparing food, um, and everyone is just really just shifting gears just to try to help out the uh, the community. It's really nice. Yeah, and I mean, uh, no bigger effort I don't think um, you know, than than to shut one store down for for a period of time too. So I know you guys did that um, for a, a an event yeah. this week as as we're sitting here recording this week. Um, but talk about that that event and what that was like. I know we had some some of the nationwide team was there to to help support, but. Uh, just talk about how yeah. that came together and, and what that was like for you. Sure. Yeah. So that was um, that was a, a packing event that was uh, pretty much orchestrated by uh, No Child Hungry. It was uh, probably like two or three days after the fires. Uh, William, uh, yep. William Lowry reached out to me and, you know, he was um, kind of talking over everything that happened. And really, he just wanted to see how he could help in one way or another. So we're kind of just brainstorming a little bit. And he was telling me that they were in the middle of sending 250,000 meals yeah. directly to Maui. And I think that was just about to be in route. Yeah. 
So um, that was really cool to see that, you know, how fast they were able to act on that. But um, because of the influx of food that was coming into the island, you know, he wanted to do something a little bit different. And um, it seemed like having more of like essential goods would have been a little bit more proper. So, yeah, so that event, um, Mike Whitaker, um, William Lowry, um, Tom Hickman was there and a lot of the other nationwide guys were there, too. So that was really nice to see that they were so supportive and trying to put together this event. But um, we ended up packing um, three different uh, kits which was a combination of um, little snacks, foods. Um, another one was like an essential essential kit. And another one was like, you know, you're like your toothbrushes, deodorants, uh, mm-hmm. wipes, sanitizing wipes and things like that. So it was um, three different kits and a total of about uh, about 4,500 kits wow. were, were put together, which they were able to distribute. But we also were able to pack about, I want to say it was about 8,000 8, meals, the same type of wow. meals that we were doing over yeah. at the Nationwide shows. So yep. To have the to have everybody kind of come in and and do that together was really nice and we had support from a uh, a Boy Scout troop from uh, Makoao on on Maui that was actually my old Boy Scout troop wow. I know the Scoutmaster so he was happy to help out with that and then we had some uh, youth uh, sports groups helping out too so it was the Kamehameha um, basketball team and a lot of family friends came in and we also had help from the uh, LDS uh, churches uh, Church of Latter Day Saints they wow. came in and we had a ton of people helping out so just to see everyone just so, you know, eager to, to help out. And it was, it was really nice. That's kind of like a microcosm of what's been happening down there. I have to imagine just yeah. seeing all that yeah. take place. Yeah. So, you know, it, it felt good to, to be able to put something together and just to see that people were very, very responsive and willing to help. Yeah. You, so what other, I mean, that's happening now. What other things are, you kind of mentioned a couple of things that you've been doing and, and some of the immediate yeah. things, but like what other efforts yeah. are underway? Well, you know, for, for us, we're, we, we don't have anything set in stone, but the, the latest that we're trying to put together, um, a, a pretty well-known uh, local chef here, he's, he's been making so many things together with the community and a lot of cooking events and things like that. He wanted to do um, something at my client. He was born and raised in Kula, like myself and, and my cousin. So we wanted to do something special for the uh, Kula families that were displaced and lost their homes. So kind of in a nutshell, I mean, he, we, we were thinking about doing like a live cooking event at one of our on one of our live displays yeah. and uh, inviting some of the Kula families and just have like a little private, private type of an event, a little live music, some nice food and, you know, just make them feel a little, little special. So. Just something to get a, you know, get the mind off of everything, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah we thought it would be a nice, fun, fun event for them and hopefully we can put that together. But that's something we're thinking about maybe in November. So hopefully, hopefully that'll come through. It's awesome. I, and it's neat to see the pictures too. I mean, you could tell everyone that was down there was, um, you know, whether they were from the community, from the nationwide, t- the new child hunger team. I mean, everyone, those events always have a special meaning and you, we see it when we're at prime time and, and things like that. But, uh, I, I can imagine getting to do it sort of, you know, in an area where it's needed, like on, on site, essentially, um, had to, yeah. you know, the faces are bright, smiling faces despite everything. So, um, just cool to see that. I, I think from our perspective too, you know, it's um, you know, something that's needed, but uh, it, it's got it takes that sort of feel good vibe to a whole nother level <laughs> while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it was cool to see. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I kind of interest like, are you guys right now with business? Is it a business as usual? Like, how are you approaching things right now at at retail? You know, as part of Homai Appliance, like, is it? You know, you can't ignore it, right? Because everything's going on and it's going to be going on. But, um, you know, how do you get back to that? Or are you trying to get back to that, you know, business as usual approach? 
Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for the most part, I would say it's, uh, we try to say it's business as usual, but, um, you know, as we're, we're, we're mindful of this and we can kind of tell certain families, um, they're, they're buying, buying things for, for a certain need. And we try to fact find a little bit more. And if it turns out to be a situation where if they, they lost their home or they're in a temporary place with a family member or whatnot, you know, we try our best to help out with, with further discounts, um, one way or another. Um, a lot of people who who took delivery of appliances maybe within the past year are now coming back in to to get a replacement. Oh. And we know we're like, hey, you were you were just here, right? You know, so right. we, we try our best, you know, help them out with their maybe their extended warranty that they already bought or whatnot. But just uh, one way or another, we'll try to find a discount, whether it's a free delivery or a discount on the product. Oh, that's uh, I, I mean, tremendous. Um, you know, to to sort of see how you guys have not only like handled the situation, but um, continue to operate through it and, and make a, um, an impact in that community. Right. So it's been around for what, 50, over 50 years, 53 years. Is that right? If I'm doing my Three math, years, right? Yeah, so, yeah, sounds about right. 54 yep. years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's a, a community staple and, uh, one that, you know, we're, we're excited to have part of the nationwide family as well. So, uh, Brian, we, we appreciate you taking the time and, and sort of sharing a little bit about your story, but, um, you know, our, our thoughts continue to be with you down there, and I know we'll, we'll continue to see some efforts uh, you know, from, from the nationwide side. I'm sure the No Child Hungry side as well. So uh, we appreciate it and uh, you know, appreciate you taking the time, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. And you know, thank you to the nationwide group for everything that you did, No Child Hungry. Uh, William and Mike Whitaker were, were terrific, and you know, we couldn't have done it without them. So we're very appreciative of that, and thank you for thinking of us. Yeah, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Rob. And thanks again uh, to Brian. I said it at the top, but just a, a humbling, you know, interview for for me as a podcaster and uh, someone you know that is doing some incredible work, um, you know, out there for his community and uh, of course his business as well. So uh, appreciate Brian, you know, giving us the opportunity, having the time uh, to to come on the podcast and talk about everything that's been going on and uh, their efforts to give back, but you know, also to just spare some of that time with us and and share his story and details of what it's been like to try to run a business and all this. So we really appreciate it. And um, of course, as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast and we'll catch you next time.